0: Well, good morning, it is Friday, Friday, January 26, 2024, Friday, January 26, 2024, Slava, Ukraine, heroium Slava, of course, since it is Friday, don't forget to look for that flaming bag of crap left on your, uh, the Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep, Uh, and uh, sometime Uh, late in the day on, on, on Friday or possibly on Saturday, someone throws out something out there in the news, uh, in in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24 hour, uh, news cycle, you know, like, I don't know. It might be about time for uh, Biden to send more arms to Israel without congressional approval. Isn't it about that time? I don't know. Maybe not. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast That's what you Google to find me uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast Those four words And I'll show up right at the top of the search In case I haven't told you uh, before uh, I really appreciate you so much for coming every day Thank you, it's very kind of you uh, If you can, please bring someone with you today Or uh, this weekend, that would be fantastic And you can tweet to me or X to me questions, insights, or come fight with me. Maybe you want to come fight with me at CyberClops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, let's start as we usually do. <clears throat> Having mo- uh, mocha this morning. Well, not really. It's more, it's more chocolatey than it is mocha. Let's start as we usually do with the war in Ukraine. uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky's top advisor said Ukraine has invited Chinese President Xi Jinping to participate in peace talks. Switzerland has agreed to hold the summit, which will see a number of world leaders attend, but no venue or date has been set just yet. Igor Zilfka said, we are definitely inviting China to participate in the summit at the highest level, at the level of the President of the People's Republic of China. China's participation will be very important to us. We involve our partners in the world so that they can convey to the Chinese side how important it is to participate in such a summit. They are desperate to have, them over, uh, have Xi Jinping, the popular boy, over for their party. Of course, an invitation doesn't mean that Xi Jinping will show up. Yesterday, my story into that prisoner plane crash is uh, that the explosion after the crash was due to missiles being on the plane. We also mentioned the possibility that missiles were being transported with prisoners, but also the possibility that no prisoners at all were on the plane, that they were just saying that so they co- could transport missiles. Remember, there was a second plane, right? that had, from what I understand, 80 prisoners. The Kremlin, and also there is a dispute as to the list of the prisoners on the plane. The Kremlin has said Kyiv's forces shot down a transport aircraft, killing 65 Ukrainian soldiers heading to a prisoner swap. But now investigators are asking why there is no evidence of dead POWs. Ukraine says it has intelligence suggesting only five bodies were delivered from the crash site of, the, of a Russian military transport plane to a nearby morgue, casting doubt on Moscow's claim that dozens of Ukrainian prisoners of war were killed in the explosion. But the latest comments indicate Kiev's growing confidence that the IL-76 plane, which crashed uh, in the village of Yab- uh, Yabl- uh, Yablonovo, in Russian Belgorod region may not have been carrying Ukrainian prisoners of war ahead of an exchange, as Moscow claimed. Andrei Yusov, a spokesperson for Ukraine's defense intelligence, told um, uh, uh, news reporters, the number of bodies brought to the morgue matched the number of crew members on the plane. Five. No other bodies were detected. Uh, pressed to account for the discrepancy between the number of crew members Russian authorities said were on board and the number of bodies Ukrainian intelligence suggests had arrived at the morgue on Wednesday, Yusov said he stood by his initial comments. Uh, Russia initially failed to produce visual evidence to back up its claims there were Ukrainian soldiers on the plane. The first video that emerged from the crash site, of which Uh, Some was broadcast on Russian state media, appeared to show several dead bodies on the ground, but no images appear to suggest there were dozens of fatalities. The truth is, even if Ukrainian body parts are found, there is no uh, proof that they died there. This could also be a way to hide evidence of summary execution, murder, and torture of Ukrainian Uh, 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 troops. So nobody will know because, of course, Russia is running the investigation. And of course, we can trust Russia to be telling the truth, right? Right? Today, the Kremlin denied a Bloomberg report that Vladimir Putin was putting out feelers to the United States for possible talks on ending the war in Ukraine and might consider dropping key demands on Ukraine's security status. Uh, The report said Putin was testing the waters on whether Washington was ready to engage in talks and had reached out to the U.S. via indirect channels. It cited two people close to the Kremlin as saying Putin may be willing to consider dropping an insistence on neutral status for Ukraine and even ultimately abandon opposition to eventual NATO membership, the threat of which has been a central Russian justification for the invasion. Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky-Peskov was asked by reporters about the story, and specifically whether Moscow was really ready to give up its demands on neutrality and NATO, Pesky-Peskov said, no, this is a wrong report. It absolutely does not correspond to reality. But we can trust Pesky-Peskov. I mean, he always tells the truth, right? I don't know. It honestly doesn't sound like something Putin would do. Because he's so full of himself. Uh, The Council of Europe's uh, Parliamentary Assembly, PACE, in Strasbourg, has unanimously adopted a resolution about the fate of Ukrainian children forcibly transferred and deported by Russia. It calls on national parliaments to adopt resolutions recognizing these crimes as genocide and asks the international community to collaborate with Ukraine to trace and repatriate repatriate missing children. The International Criminal Court in The Hague issued an an arrest warrant in March 2023 for Putin and uh, Belova for overseeing the abduction of Ukrainian children. Lithuania's foreign minister, Gabrielus Landsbergis, visited Kiev while Putin was in Russia's Baltic uh, Sea enclave of uh, Kaliningrad, uh, which, uh, Kaliningrad, which Kaliningrad, which uh, borders, uh, sits there, situated between Lithuania and Poland. The Kremlin said the visit had not been intended as a message to NATO members. Uh, Him going to Kaliningrad, you know. Uh, It is under the frog's ass. Apparently, that's a Hungarian saying. After years of softly, softly approaching with Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, this time European diplomats are giving signals that the nuclear option, Kicking Budapest out of the EU voting process is no longer unthinkable if he imperils the security of Ukraine, an EU candidate country. If the EU were to use its so-called Article 7, the most serious political sanction on a member country that involves suspending its right to vote on EU decisions, Orban really would be well and true uh, and truly figuratively under the frog's ass. Five European officials and diplomats said other countries in the bloc are ready to make an, a move against Budapest and what would be a historic move for leaders who rely on cohesion and unanimity, Unanimity, unanimity. Uh, One EU diplomat said if Orban really blocks again an agreement on the budget and the 50 billion euros for Ukraine at the February summit, using Article 7 to strip Hungary of its voting rights could become a real option. Next week's vote on aid to Ukraine is essential, both for Ukraine and the EU's messaging to Russian President Putin that Ukraine has the unanimous backing of Western allies. In December, Orban blocked the EU's effort to send aid to Ukraine and a mark of support to Putin. Orban, just like just like Trump, supporting Putin. We'll get to that. Orban said uh, then he would be willing to unblock his veto only if EU unblocked its own freeze aid, uh, frozen aid to Hungary for its rule of law violations. Uh, You know, because, you know, uh, 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 Orban has been responsible for the backsliding democracy and the takeaway of voting rights and so on and so forth, which is what Trump wants to do. And because Orban wants to stay dictator of Hungary. The Pentagon, Announced Tuesday that Ukraine's frontline soldiers are running out of ammunition without continued U.S. support. And with the potential comeback of former and current Republican candidate President Trump, uh, former President Trump's uh, pro Kremlin agenda, there is a sense of urgency among European leaders. Uh, For years, the European Union has attempted to keep Hungary's democratic backsliding in line. Withholding aid as the country slid away from the bloc's liberal values. In return, Orban used tactical vetoes on a wide range of European files uh, to wrangle more money in years past. I think everyone is quite fed up and Hungary may not have any power whatsoever very shortly. Uh, uh, Honestly, if he doesn't vote for Ukraine aid, it's done it's done. They might as well leave Europe. I mean, seriously. Obviously, they can't pick up the country and leave, but, you know, leave the parliament. Over the course of the day, 65 combat clashes occurred on the front line, with Russia launching two missile attacks and 18 airstrikes, as well as 49 attacks from multiple launch rocket systems. Russian forces struck the city of Kupiansk in, Kar- in the Kharkiv Oblast in the night of the 25th to the 26th of January, damaging businesses, uh, business premises, causing a fire at a petrol station, petrol station, and leaving over 16,000 subscribers in 49 settlements without power as a result of the attack. At about 0100, uh, the invaders opened fire on Kupiansk. From an Aragon, M-L-R-S, Uragon U- U-R-A-G-A-N, uh, business uh, premises were damaged and a petrol station was on fire as a result of the attack. No casualties. More than 15 settlements in the Kharkiv Oblast were subjected to artillery and mortar attacks. These included Kozatcha Lopan in the Kharkiv district, uh, Vovchansk, Volvchansk, Hutari and Budarki in the Chuhuiv Chuh, district, and uh, Vorchtnya, Sinkivka, Ivanivka, and Berestove. Uh, the Russians also launched an airstrike near Komesarove in the Kupiansk district as a result of hostilities in the Kharkiv Oblast. Sixteen thousand five hundred thirty-six consumers in forty-nine settlements of Kharkiv. Izium and Kupiansk districts were left without power. Uh, Senehubov said the power supply is being restored. Yeah, I know, you're laughing at me trying to pronounce these names. Uh, General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine said, The enemy does not abandon the intention to dislodge our units from their footholds on the left bank of the Dnipro River. Thus, during the day, the enemy carried out six unsuccessful assaults on the positions of Ukrainian troops, on the Kupiansk Front, the armed forces of Ukraine repelled five attacks near Sinkivka, Kharkiv Oblast, and Stelmakivka, Luhansk Oblast, where the Russians tried to break through the defense of the Ukrainian troops. On the Lyman Front, Ukrainian soldiers repelled two attacks by the invaders near Torske, Donetsk Oblast, and two more attacks near Makivka, Luhansk Oblast on the Bakhmut Front. Ukraine's forces repelled seven attacks near Boldanivka, Alvanove, Andrivka, and the Donetsk Oblast, where unsuccessfully the Russians tried to improve the tactical situation. On the Avdivka front, Ukrainian troops repelled five attacks near Novobakhmutivka and Avdivka, as well as four more attacks in the areas of Pervomaisk and Nevelsky in Donetsk Oblast, where the Russians unsuccessfully tried to break through the Ukrainian defenses. On the Marinka front, the armed forces of Ukraine continue to restrain the Russians uh, near uh, Hirhivka and Pobeda in Novomikalivka, Donetsk Oblast. The Russian forces Attempted to improve the tactical situ- uh, tactical positions twenty times but were unsuccessful. On uh, Shakhtarsk front, Ukraine's forces repelled six attacks southeast of Vo- Volodyane, Zolota uh, Zolo- uh, Niva, and west of Staromarsk Donetsk Oblast. On the Zap- Zaporizhia front, Ukrainian defenders repelled three Russian attacks south of Robotny. Zaporizhzhia Oblast oh, Now that I have your attention I'm sure you understood every single word I said Now that I have your attention let's try and fix the rest of the world uh, This morning, I, I, well I guess uh, afternoon there 16 of the uh, Inter- International Court of Justices 17 judges were present at the session This is South Africa versus um, South Africa versus Israel First on the agenda was to see if there was enough evidence to continue the case. The presiding judge said the court will not throw away the case accusing Israel of genocide in Gaza. Judge Donahue said some allegations against Israel fall within the provisions of the Genocide Convention. She said the court notes that the military operation conducted by Israel has resulted in a large number of deaths and injuries as well as massive destruction of homes the forcible displacement of the vast majority of the population and extensive damage to civilian infrastructure. She continued by citing a statement by senior U.N. official Martin Griffith where he said Gaza has become a place of death and despair. The ICJ president said the court recognizes the Palestinians' right to be protected from acts of genocide. Then all those statements we've talked about over the last few months by Israeli officials were listed. ICJ president said on the issue of dehumanizing language used against Palestinians the court has taken note of a number of statements made by senior Israeli officials it particularly called attention to statements by Israeli defense minister Yoav Gallant in order in ordering a complete siege of Gaza and telling troops that they are fighting against human animals then the ICJ ordered Israel to take all measures within its power to prevent genocide. It says Israel must ensure its forces do not commit genocide and ensure preservation of evidence of alleged genocide. Then the court ordered Israel must report to the court within a month on what is doing it is doing to uphold the order to take all measures within its power to prevent acts of genocide in Gaza. Judge Donahue said the ruling creates international legal obligations for Israel. The ICJ ordered Israel to take measures to prevent and punish direct incitement of genocide in the Gaza Strip. The court then said Israel must take immediate effective measures to enable the provisions of urgently needed basic services and humanitarian assistance in the Gaza Strip. The ICJ demanded Israel, among others, to try and contain death and damage in the Gaza Strip, but stopped short of ordering a ceasefire. Joe Biden, you are on the wrong side of history. It's apparent. The thing is, the ruling has no teeth. Israel, can ignore it, but in doing so, the rest of the world could act and embargo Israel and the U.S. for supplying them weapons. There is no doubt this will be brought up in the Senate today on why the arms must stop flowing to Israel. I also have no doubt that Biden will denounce the ICJ because he's a tool. That's right. I call out Democrats quicker than Republicans because they should know better. Moving on. Uh, As we've been saying for weeks, read the room. We're moving on to worse stuff for Biden. Biden has surrounded himself with yes-men, so he doesn't know what's going on. Yesterday, a poll was released showing that Biden is misreading his own base. As put by one foreign policy expert with a full 50% of Americans who voted for Biden in 2020, The Economist and YouGov found that 50% of 2020 Biden supporters answered yes to the question, do you think Israel is committing genocide against Palestinian civilians? They said yes, saying they believe that Israeli military operation that the U.S. is continuing to defend and fund amounts to a genocide. In other words, the U.S. is part of it. Like I said, read the room. I said that yesterday, right? Only, or day before? When was it? Only 20% of the respondents said no. I call that overwhelming. Uh, Overall, 35% of all people who answered the survey said they believe Israel is committing genocide. 49% of Democrats agreed, along with 60% of people who identified themselves as having liberal political views. And this all came out before today's ICJ decision. That means it's going to get worse than that. A separate poll by YouGov found that 52% of Americans, including 23% of 2020 Biden voters, said they would hold the president responsible if gas prices go up as a result of widened conflict in the Middle East. And honestly, I don't think gas, uh, the, the Middle East conflict would cause gas prices to go up because we are pumping more oil than ever before under Biden, believe it or not. I don't think those, uh, the Middle East could affect that. But big oil in the U.S. will use it as a reason to raise prices even though they have plenty of oil. We are we have so much oil in the United States that we're pumping that we're exporting more and more every day. Moving on. More than 40 senior former Israeli national security officials, celebrated scientists and prominent business leaders have sent a letter to Israel's president and speaker of the parliament demanding that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu be removed from office for posing what they say is an existential threat to the country. The signatories on the letter include four former directors of Israel's foreign and domestic security services, two former heads of the Israeli Defense Forces, and three Nobel Prize winners. The letter blasts the coalition Netanyahu assembled to form the most right-wing government ever in Israel, along with its highly controversial efforts to overhaul Israel's judiciary that they say led to security lapses, that resulted in the October 7th attacks. The letter says, We believe that Netanyahu bears primary responsibility for creating the circumstances leading to the brutal massacre of over 1,200 Israelis and others, the injury of over 4,500, and the kidnapping of more than 230 individuals, of whom over 130 are still being held in Hamas captivity. The victim's blood is on Netanyahu's hands. The letter was sent to Israeli President Isaac Herzog yesterday and Neset Speaker Amir Ohana today. The letter says leaders of Iran, Hezbollah, and Hamas openly praise what they correctly saw as a destabilizing and erosive process of Israel's st- uh, Israel's stability, led by Netanyahu, and seize the opportunity to harm and damage Israel Israel's security. A poll released this week by Israel's Channel 13 suggests that Netanyahu's political party, Likud, would now come in a distant second if elections were held today. The frontrunner in the poll was National Unity Party, uh, led by former IDF chief of staff Benny Gantz, currently a member of Netanyahu's war cabinet. The letter's signatories accused Netanyahu of spending years propping up Hamas and Gaza, we've done that story many times, at the expense of the Palestinian Authority, which is which the U.S. has argued should be revitalized to govern both the West Bank and Gaza. The letter accuses Netanyahu of refusing to take responsibility for the October 7th attacks, instead blaming others and inciting against those who had fought to save the Israeli democracy from his destructive act, destructive actions, and plans, and now mobilize wholeheartedly to support Israel's national war efforts, it concludes with a plea to the Israeli president and Neset Speaker to replace the Prime Minister as well as a warning. The Israeli nation and Jewish history will not forgive you if you don't fulfill your utmost national responsibility. And that being said, Neither the president nor the speaker has the power to remove a prime minister from the office unilaterally, but the letter was also to be distributed to the speaker, to nascent members, who can remove and replace a prime minister. This letter happened before the ICJ's decision, which makes it even more important. Ah. <sighs> Yes, that's right. Are you ready for the weekend? I hope so. I hope you have a nice long one. Turkey's uh, president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the sound, guy that sounds like a Lord of the, Gr- uh, Lord of the Rings uh, villain, he today signed into law Sweden's accession to NATO. Uh, For them, anyway. It hasn't happened in NATO yet. Swedish Prime Minister Ulf Kerstesen tweeted, Welcome, Turkey A's approval of the ratification of Sweden's NATO accession. With this, a key milestone has been reached in Sweden's path towards NATO membership. All NATO members, except Hungary, have ratified Sweden's application to join the military alliance. But we all know what this is about. Why why Turkey A... Signed it. Shortly before Erdogan's move, U.S. ambassador to Ankara, Jeff Flake, said he expected the rapid sale of F-16 fighter jets to Turkey. That's what it's really about. The Same with Hungary. Hungary is hold, holding it because they want money from the EU. Uh, from this moment on, I'm going to say this right now, from this moment on, every death, in Ukraine, is Donald Trump's responsibility. Donald Trump is a mass murderer, and he's doing it for political reasons. He's a fucking sociopath. How's that? And every Republican who decided to go along with him are also responsible. There's no love lost between Senator Mitt Romney and Donald Trump. Yesterday, Senator Mitt Romney uh, of Utah uh, used to, used to He ran for president against uh, against Obama, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he addressed reports that former President Donald Trump has instructed Republican senators not to strike an immigration deal with Democrats so that he can make the border a central focus of his bid for a second White House term. He said, I think the border is a very important issue for Donald Trump. And the fact that he would communicate to Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame Biden for it is really appalling. But the reality is that, that we have a crisis at the border. The American people are suffering as a result of what's happening at the border and someone running for president not to try and get the problem solved as opposed to saying, hey, save that problem. Don't solve it. Let me take credit for solving it later. A little bit broken up there, but uh, you know. A GOP senator, Todd Young of Indiana, called any efforts to disrupt the ongoing negotiations as tragic and said, I hope no one is trying to take this away for, for campaign purposes. Romney, was responding to a journalist's question about comments that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, Republican from Kentucky, old guy, reportedly made during a closed-door meeting with Republicans. McConnell told GOP senators that before border security talks began, immigration policy united Republicans, and Ukraine aid divided them. Politics on this have changed. McConnell said of solving the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. That's because former President Donald Trump wants to run his 2024 campaign focusing on immigration. So they want to tank all legislation. McConnell said of Trump, we don't want to do anything to undermine him. And eff- effectively backing away from the border security for Ukraine construct that, that um, all Republicans clung to. For the last few months, Uh, McConnell was acknowledging Trump's continued stranglehold on the GOP. He referred to Trump as the nominee during the closed-door session. McConnell has now shifted some of the blame for this episode to Trump. Trump was bashing the tentative deal even before it was formally released. He called Speaker Uh, He called Speaker Mike Johnson and GOP senators repeatedly to pressure them to oppose it. This is Trump. He's not even in office. And he's forcing Republicans to oppose bills for political reasons so he can get elected. This is what the Republican Party is now. This is all they are. This clearly means that the GOP has completely crossed the line. They are willing to allow entire countries to fall under the hands of Putin to make a political point. This will choke the Republican Party even more in the election. Democrats will get to say they made huge concessions on uh, parole and asylum during these talks and Trump tanked it. This is about getting elected in November. It has nothing to do with what's right. Trump, who has pledged to launch the largest domestic deportation operation in American history, if reelected, has repeatedly tried to insert himself into the ongoing negotiations, writing on social media last week that he'll accept nothing less than a perfect immigration deal, meaning uh, 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 H.R. 2, right? Um, proposals on the table reportedly include new asylum restrictions and cuts to the number of people allowed to live and work in the U.S. temporarily. Some Republicans are pissed at Trump for inserting himself in negotiations. If you remember, Representative Troy Niels, Republican of Texas, laid out exactly what Republicans want. Remember what he said? I, I reported on this. He said, I'm not willing to do Uh, too damn much right now to help a democrat and to help biden's approval rating that's why they're voting against it this is the mindset of republicans even at the cost of millions of ukrainians dying in response to romney's comments yesterday representative robert garcia democrat of california asked can we all finally agree that House Republicans and Donald Trump do not want to solve the border challenges. It's all a political game to them. We've proposed real solutions, but the MAGA right isn't interested. Shameful, and I guarantee... If Republicans win the election in November, this is me talking now, suddenly all this screaming about the border will end and they won't fix it because fixing it would mean they can't hit you over the head with it in four years. It has become apparent that the GOP are a wholly owned subsidiary of Plutus, the god of money, Putin, and APAC. It's also apparent that Donald Trump is a complete piece of shit who needs to be removed from politics by any means necessary. I'm saying it out loud. Speaking of that piece of shit, closing arguments have begun today in E. Jean Carroll's damages trials against Donald Trump in which the writer is expected to seek well over $10 million for the former president repeatedly defaming her by calling her uh, sexual abuse allegations against him a con job. Before Trump took the stand and outside the presence of the jury, the judge said there was a trial last year regarding the truth or falsity to Ms. Carroll's claim that Mr. Trump sexually assaulted her. The jury unanimously concluded that he sexually assaulted her and his claim that he did not was false and defamatory. So Trump can't dispute those claims now. There are no do-overs. He said, adding that a prior action cannot be relitigated. And we talked about this, about Trump always trying to to interject something that has nothing to do with the case. He then asked Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, to confirm her client was aware of the strict confines of his testimony. She said, Yes, Your Honor. Trump then said something. He said, I don't know who this woman is. Never met this woman. Even before he took the stand. He violated what the court told him not to say. Even before he took the stand. Kaplan warned him to keep his voice down, saying, you are interrupting these proceedings while your counsel is talking, and that is not permitted. After that... Trump took the stand yesterday and couldn't keep to, the, uh, uh, keep to the rules as usual. Trump called Carroll's accusation false and claimed that U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan ordered stricken from the record. Uh, his attorney, Alina Haba, asked Trump whether he'd made the comments to defend himself. Uh... Trump said, "Yes, I consider it a false accusation." Asked whether he stood by his claims in 2022 deposition, in which he called her allegations a hoax and a con job, Trump said, "100% yes." Asked whether he ever injected anyone to hurt, uh, instructed anyone to hurt Carol, he testified, "No. <clears throat> I just wanted to defend myself, my family, and frankly, the presidency." Kaplan <clears throat> ordered everything after the word "no." to be stricken. Asked on cross-examination whether this was the first trial involving Carroll that he has attended, Trump's answered yes. Okay, I expect the grand jury to come back before the end of the day. Honestly, it's so bad for Trump. Uh, Maybe Monday, but I doubt that long. We we shall see. Losing my voice, aren't I? Uh, Yesterday, Republicans who control the Wisconsin Assembly approved a bill that would call for a binding statewide referendum to ban abortion after 14 weeks of pregnancy. Current Wisconsin law prohibits abortion after 20 weeks of pregnancy, uh, though there's, you know, there's rules in there for uh, rape and, and uh, um, uh, you know, other stuff. Uh, life, uh, uh, endangering the life of the woman. Uh, the proposal... <clears throat> Uh, we set up a state uh, set up a statewide referendum during April's election, asking voters whether the 14-week pro- prohibition should take effect. Democrats blasted the bill as government overreach, insisting that women should be allowed to make their own choices about reproductive care. They predicted that Democratic Governor Tony Evers would veto the bill, even if the Republican-led state Senate also passes it. The Assembly ultimately passed the proposal 53 to 46. Ten Republicans voted against it. Uh, Evers tweeted, Governor Evers, The people of Wisconsin have already made themselves clear on this issue, and so have I. I promise to veto any bill that takes away Wisconsinites' reproductive freedom or makes reproductive health care any less accessible than it is today. I'll keep that promise. Republicans are really hanging themselves over abortion. This is a problem. There is a proposed law in California that I actually don't believe will make it through. California would become the first state to require new vehicles, be equipped with speed governors, technology that limits how fast they can be driven. The bill, introduced Wednesday, would require cars and trucks of the 2027 model year or later that are built or sold in California to include speed governors that would prohibit motorists from driving more than 10 miles per hour over posted speed limits. So why won't it pass, you ask me? Speeding tickets are income for local municipalities, and they can't get that money if cars can't speed. Yeah, this bill will die a horrible death. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, January 26, 2024. Friday, January 26, 2024. Don't forget, look for that Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. Uh, I really appreciate you so much. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or this weekend. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Those four words. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Eh, you know, tweet to me, X to me, whatever it's called to me. Um, and that's on formally known as Twitter. And remember, always remember government profit is measured by the betterment of the people don't you ever forget that i'm peter lawrence reporting from los angeles